Hello, I'm Stephen, and welcome to Ethical Seduction. Today's show is going to hopefully give you a new perspective on how to be maybe more mysterious and definitely more intriguing with your interactions. Most of us have heard advice in the past about like, hey, you know, being mysterious and intriguing can be really sexy and attractive, but so often I will hear from people, it's like they'll have like no idea about how to actually do that, you know? So we know it as a concept, but when it comes down to like actually doing it ourselves, very often we're at a loss, right? And then sometimes it gets worse where it's like the person tries too hard and it ends up being kind of disingenuous. It's just not a good fit and it's not, you know, it's it's more like acting, okay? And that can just tank everything right there. On this episode, you're going to hear some really good examples of things that on the surface are going to sound contradictory, but then Brandy, who's who's joining me today, Brandy and I, we're going to break them apart and we're going to really explain like what is going on. And so I think that this is going to give you a really good overview about what is making these these things that we talk about, what is going to make them like actually intriguing and engaging. Uh, you're also going to get a glimpse into the sex lives of these two ethical perverts. So uh, please uh, be prepared for that. And then I do want to give you a little bit of background, like with getting ready to record this, um, I wasn't exactly sure how to frame what I wanted to explore. So I kind of knew that, yeah, the way Brandy and I interact when we do like kind of sexual BDSM type play, that there is this 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 feel to it that has a really valuable lesson. And I wanted to try to capture that. At the time, I wasn't exactly sure what to call it, but I knew that it had to do with like these apparent like contradictions that we always have. So with Brandy and I, like on the surface, a lot of times when we play, it's based around things like manipulation and frustration, lying and trickery and a lot of different teasing. And then here we are on ethical seduction, which like none of that stuff is cool. And so it's interesting to me, it's like, well, what makes it okay? Like when Brandy and I are doing this, you know, playing together, it's like, what makes it okay? And what makes it hot? And what makes it a really positive experience? And so that's the part I want to go through and discuss because that's where it's going to get into like what is engaging and what is intriguing and what is, you know, going to pull people into wanting to interact with you better. So as you listen to this, I want you to really be able to pick out like what is good teasing, not bad, you know, what is fun trickery, positive manipulation, and I'm going to say like happy frustration. And all these things, if you do them well, it's like you're going to end up with like deeper connections and maybe even a few more intense orgasms. But please remember though that the real the real point of this episode, the real takeaway here is that the understanding of like what makes all these things work and then so that you can apply it in either your play or your conversation or just interactions that you have, you know, what is going to make you more intriguing and engaging. Hello, I'm Stephen and welcome to Ethical Seduction. As a sex positive educator and volunteer serving our local Nashville Kinky Community Center, I noticed that some people were struggling to attract the types of people they desired. So I started Ethical Seduction as a way to help others create authentic connections with whomever they choose. Flirting and seduction skills matter. They can transform your life and benefit everyone around you. Ethical Seduction is here to help you live the life you want with the people you want. I have a thought. Yeah. I don't know how to say this, okay? But um, I think, I was trying to think like, what is special about you and I, the way we interact, the way we play, 
And in essence, the, the connection that we have formed, it's like, okay, so what do we have to go teach and share with the people that are listening to this? So one of my thoughts, okay, is like, so we've talked a little bit in the past about like our humiliation play that you and I like that, okay? What I'm thinking now is like manipulation, Right. So that when when I play with you a lot of times, I feel like there's this thing of like manipulation and we kind of I don't know. It's almost like I feel like there's good manipulation and there's bad manipulation. And that's maybe I was thinking maybe that's what the topic is about is is what the hell are the two? What's the difference? So I think when you say manipulation, I get what I think you're driving at. I do think it might translate a little icky for people. Do you want to say maybe the the uh, like the the struggle back and forth for authority in it like um I, maybe my my not bratty but that is me well let me I, I'll it's tell you a, what I, I I we might not name it and we might not say sure. let's only talk about manipulation I think sure. what I want to get into though is like whether it's humiliation or manipulation or lying like Brandy mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you come and then I don't okay. Right. And now why do I not get in trouble for that? Because that's a lie. Well, it's because it's a game, I think. Okay. So mm-hmm. all this stuff is like counterintuitive. And I think that's the theme I want to somehow talk about. Okay. Is that these things on the outside seem really bad humiliation, manipulation. Okay. But then there is this good side to them. And we can maybe talk about that. And then I think it's under the real point, maybe I would like to share is like understanding the difference. Right. Because that's the part I think people can maybe walk away with and incorporate into their own style? Yeah, I think what makes our play, and especially when we um, are in the realm of humiliation, and just honestly lying, um, is that we know that we're, we're doing it in, the, in a scene, in a play style, and that we would never treat each other like that outside of the scene and play. And so when you have that trust already developed before you go into play, you know that what's happening there we've consented to and we're going to enjoy but we also know that you're not going you're not really going to lie to me outside of there because we've developed that bond and friendship going into it okay so let me clarify so for 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 those who are listening it's like it sounds it might sound a little bit harsh you're like oh steve if you lie to me okay so that can sound really harsh so let me clarify that to me when you say oh i'm gonna let you come right now and i'm like okay and then you don't that's a lie i know it is totally a lie so (laughs) so let's talk about that okay because i think we both like that right so the question there is like why is that lie considered hot and good and okay you just bit your lip just you were just thinking about it weren't you (laughs) no eventually i'm gonna get my way and come i just gotta be patient and let you play your little game and i'm gonna get off eventually yeah, but I've I have, never, I have, I've I never but I've never agreed to that up front. Every time you're like, you have to do this. I'm like, I do not, I don't have to negotiate with terrorists. I do not have to give you that answer. And then you play with me anyway. Yeah. So far. Well, I mean, your, your, your pattern of play supports that I eventually come at the end. What can I tell you? You are training me. Do not let you cut. <laughs> you're the wrong. You're the wrong thing. I'm telling you, the bottoms have the authority in these situations. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you both do, but I'll yeah, always be like, that. Yeah. so. All right, let's go. But let me let me explain yeah. the lying. Okay, so my what I have noticed 
um, with my particular style, right? So, so listeners, I'm going to try to summarize this because this is something maybe you want to steal, you know, or, or, you know, figure out how to use it in your own way. But what I have found is like, if you like lying is not good, right? And lying normally would break trust. But if you're playing a game, so this, this could be with my kids, you know, I could, when they were little, I would be like, do not go in and make me a cup of coffee. You know, like whatever you do, I do not want you to make a cup. You don't even know how to make it right. So you're, 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 you're set. And the tone of voice matters, right? So the kids would pick Mm -hmm. up, this is a game, you know, like I am, he does, like, I can go in there and I'd be like, you, you guys don't even know how to make the cup of coffee. Right. So there, then it's like, okay, I'm going to like, yes, I do. Like they're going to show off. Right. And so I think because it's a game, if everybody understands it is a game and it is play, then when you quote lie to the person, like you don't necessarily lose their trust. Right. And so I think there is this really important boundary of like, you need, if you do like what I do, it's like, you have to be honest when it matters. And when, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, if you are going to do quote a lie, you have to make sure the person is kind of aware of it, you know, and it could be whether it's the tone of voice or whatever, or just like, um, it, it just has to be playful, you know? And so then if it's playful, then I think people are like, okay with it. So with you and I, when we do scenes, yes, I lie to you, but I want you to know that I'm lying to you. I want to be honest. Yeah my lie to you right so that's that's where i'm and then and then once you know i like lie in the scene like oh brandy i'm gonna let you come and then i stop right and then you don't get to then it opens the gate to then you're unsure like the next time yeah right and so that's that's a fun technique i'm gonna say you know that it that it yeah it's it- a form of teasing if right and you're saying you're, I'm going to let you come. Right. And then if you don't and you stop and then you do that several times, it's just building up the intensity and the tease. Yeah. However, what it can also do, Stephen, is <laughs> the other, the bottom or me, myself, I will try to not give off signs that I'm close to coming. I'll be like, okay, just like play it cool if you can and like act like this is not doing that. Mm-hmm. And then of course you fail miserably in a fun way. Cause you're, if, well, if you pay attention, you can pick up on yeah. some things, but, but it becomes, yeah. yeah, it becomes just a really fun game. Yeah. If I, if it was the first time you and I were playing, I might not be able to read you, but mm-hmm. I can read. Right. So it's like, you cannot hide it. <laughs> you just, you can't hide it. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Said that yeah. said that's where it gets yeah. frustrating. Which yeah. just brings me joy. I'm so happy to frustrate you, but <laughs> you are, but but that that too. Okay, actually, we're on our on our theme or a role now. Okay, but the frustration part, right? Nobody really likes to be frustrated, but we do when it's in this game and when it is building things, right? So mm-hmm. that that's go ahead. I also think there's good ways to communicate. So I trust that. Let's say we were in a scene, and I said, Stephen. I, what do I need to do to come? Like, I need to come. I mean this. And I say like, what do I need to do? That can, uh, that can register with you. Like, okay, we're getting close to where she really just probably needs to come or where this game might be needing to wind down or something. So there's ways to communicate it too. Mm -hmm. When you're like, okay, I, I really do need to come. Like, or something. Yeah, no, right. And I think that's important. I mean, when you and I play that I am watching you and, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, and knowing when, when, when too much is too much, 
So yeah. 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 Um, I'm reminded really fast again with like kids book, like how to whatever raise kids. There was this one book and it was like when the ball rolls under the couch and the kid goes after it and has to struggle to get it, like let them. Okay. Because if they're able to get the ball, then they've achieved something. Right. So they're happy to do it and they did it on their own, whatever. But it's when they're trying to get that ball and they just can't and they start to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, then as a parent, then you step in and you, you get the ball for them, you know? And I feel Mm -hmm. like that little saying or analogy or whatever has, has helped me a lot. And I think the same thing, like if you and I are playing, I might deny you you know, multiple times. So I think that you can read it and that it's working and things like that. But at a certain point I have to be willing to change, you know, mm-hmm. and then flat out denial. Like if I'm just mm-hmm. always, you know, I'm allowed to come, you know, eventually you will get bored with me. Right. And you'll be like, well, I know it's not going to happen. Therefore I'm not going to expect it. And you know, and that's, yeah. I want you to always think that you're about to come and then not let you because you I know. can yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Listen, I'm working on the silent coming. I'm getting better at it. So I'm saying <laughs> you cannot it. silent come. Can you? I can, I'm getting better at it. Yeah. A little bit, not a ton, but I'm, I think I'm making progress. Thank you. So this is with other partners. Yeah. So it's mostly, I don't care to divulge this. Like if, yeah. if I'm in bed with someone and they're asleep and I need to get off, I'll get myself off and I'll do it <laughs> while they're sleeping beside me. And I do it intentionally to see like how quiet I can be and I how it. much I, I don't move. Like it's really fun. I love, and I know I do this. So it's not like a secret. But you're being courteous. I didn't, honey, I didn't want to like wake you up. I wanted up. to let you sleep. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I wore you out last night. I wanted to let you get your eight hours of sleep. I'm being nice. <laughs> and you're just taking care of you yourself. Know. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I have, yeah, so. I have heard uh, other women that I know, you know, in the past talk about like either when they were younger or they had roommates or whatever. And it's like sort of a similar situation, you know, where it's like they had to be quiet. And anyway, it's always, yeah. it's always amusing, but I'm also going to say, I have learned that actually that's pretty common, Brandy, I think, in my opinion. I what? just like that you would quietly do that. It seems like oh, I, know, yeah. I know have, you know, in maybe different situations, but they're doing the same thing. You know, they're just going to quietly get themselves off and because they don't mm-hmm. want to. So, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. We will address. I want to address for a minute also just to you gave a great example of if there there's a ball that runs on uh, that rolls under the couch and you can't get to it. You might get frustrated. That frustration can change. Right. One scene, you and I, we might be able to do this back and forth play for an hour. And then one day I might just be able to tolerate it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's not a reflect a reflection on anyone's behavior or the, how much fun the scene can be or whatever. It's just, that's what someone brings into the scene and the bandwidth they have, yeah. in, you know, at that, that evening or that play. And that's totally fine. Yeah. 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 And I'll share this with people too. Okay. So with, with Brandy and I, where we do sort of some of the teasing and out, which I want to say Brandy hates being teased right that was when we first started talking about playing brandy's like well here's the deal like you have to become like i'm going to get i'm so good at it i'm so good you know anyway yeah it was a requirement you were like i had like if you don't let me come at the end like i'm gonna and like that's not okay like i'm not okay right and so i don't know we've kind of yes you're right we've kind of gone with that 
Okay. But it, but say, be- say it louder. Wait, can you please? I'm sorry. My, my volume broke up. What'd you say? I don't have to say anything. <laughs> uh, it's, rec- it's recorded. Thank you. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So, so we have always kind of done that, but I think because you said that, that's probably what led me into then like, I'm going to mess with you. Not necessarily straight up, like I'm going to do the opposite, but it was, like you say, maybe a form of teasing. And there is like good, I think good teasing, bad teasing. We've talked about that, you know, so that the bad teasing is like when the kids at school made fun of you in first grade because whatever, I'm not talking about myself, other people, you know, like that's the bad teasing and that is not cool. But I think if you do it in that playful kind of way where, hey, I'm doing the teasing here with the objective of having fun you know, and, and connecting with you and, you know, that shared experience. I think that's, yeah, it's, kind of- it's edging, right? You're getting me close and then mm-hmm. stopping just short and then doing that over and over. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you- a lot of people can admit that edging, whether they in, think it's, they like it or not, it is enjoyable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll tell you, this is my feeling. Okay. It's like, it is fun to be turned on. Right. So now, mm-hmm. um, I, I cannot come multiple times. I'll just be honest with you. Right. So it's like, if I'm coming, then it's like, okay, I'm done for a little bit. Okay. You and other people I play with, it's like, you guys can come fucking a ton. Okay. So it's a little bit different, but it's like, if you come then like, nobody wants it to end. Right. We just want it to kind of build and build and build. So that, that sort of tease and denial a lot of times is like, it is fun to be aroused. It is fun to feel that like, coursing through your veins, you know, and that desire. and Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. So I think that that's the, to me, that, and that, I'm going to say this too. Okay. So in the last episode that I just recorded uh, we're, with Kim Holden, we were talking about like vulnerability and things and, and somehow we got in and I was like, you know, like getting off is easy, right? We don't have to, we can just stay at home and get ourselves off. Right. you you know, you do it quietly in the bed next to you. Okay. But it's super easy. Right. So it's like, why would we then like go through all this effort to get together with these other people and do things? And it's like, because it is important to do that with other people to share that, you know, and that got into like the, you know, sharing that intimacy with people. So, uh, the tease. Well, it adds another layer to something that you, you know, that you may be able to do on your own. But it just adds another layer and dynamic that you can't do that on your own, right? Like I might be able to tease myself, but I'm not going to be able to tease myself like someone else can. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's like the fun stuff. Okay. It's like, Mm -hmm. and then feeling that, feeling that desire for that other person, you know, and like that is all really hot. So to me, I love it because it's like, I'd like to play with partners that way. I like to kind of build that up. I will say, I like to feel that too. Like I just fucking love that. You know, it's just, it feels really good. So to me, it's like, why rush it? We don't necessarily have to get to the end, you know, and, and come. So it's like to, to extend it and draw it out. The teasing just kind of helps make everything longer. Like, you know, which I I love. It helps make my thank you more genuine is what it does. Your thank you, what, at the end when you do come? Yeah. Every time I come, I'm like, thank you. Like in a genuine way, I honestly feel like I need to thank the person. Like I want to thank the person, whoever it is. I'm like, thank you for helping me come or letting me come or making me come or. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mental. And how much. How much of that do you think is because like you like, you like DS 
dominant submission. Okay. So as a submissive, how much of that plays, like does the saying thank you that way for the orgasm, does that play into that, your role as a submissive? So I want to say early on, I thought maybe it did, but now I don't think so. I think that is my natural just the genuine the way I feel it's not me being submissive or not this is if if, if I'm just like having non-power authority exchange sex at the end of when I come I'm like thank you I just say it I, I genuinely am like thank you that was fantastic and I appreciate it and I really mean it yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting I th- and I think most of us, you know, there's the law of reciprocity. I've heard, I don't know where it's a law, but anyway, I've heard that, you know, law of reciprocity with humans where it's like, if one person does something for us, like we, we appreciate it. And then it's like, we have this need almost to like give something back, you know, to show that we're mm-hmm. appreciative. And I think that shows up a lot with having sex. So I think, yeah, when you, when you do get off or if I am laying there and somebody's just taking care of me, it's like at mm-hmm. a certain point. I'm like, I've got to give back. Like, I just feel that, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I will communicate, um, hey, I need to get off. And that lets them know, like, this could just be a random time. It lets them know that I need that from them. But then it's not promising that I'm going to reciprocate. It might happen naturally and spontaneously, and that's fine. But if it doesn't, you know, they're, they're aware of that as well. You know, so that's, that's perfectly healthy as well. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing. Like I'm just sitting yeah. here, you being, I'm, I'm imagining, it sounds almost dominant. Like I'm going to get off. It doesn't matter if you get off or not, but I'm going to get off. And no, I it's just like, Hey, I'm letting you know, it'd be like, like Steven, if you know, we were, I'd be like, so I really need to get off. If you want to help, that's great. If not, I just need to get off. And then you decide if you want to help or not. And then if you don't, that's great. If you want to lay there and watch, that's great. If not, I will get myself off. But I give you the opportunity to be a part of it. Um, either way, it's gonna it's it's gonna happen. Unless I'm told no. So, but so you're talking about like you walk in from a hard day at work. And you're just like, I guess I have to get off. You're not talking like we're in the middle of having sex. I'm like, I have to get off. I don't care about you if you get off. You're talking about like hard oh, day. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. talking about like in the middle of the afternoon at two, 2 o'clock. I'm like, I got you. I yeah, yeah. I thought you yeah. meant like in the middle of it all. Oh, God, no. I, oh, doesn't sound mm-hmm. like. No, no, no. No, would never do that. Mm-mm. I have done mm-hmm. that. I've been like, because again, but it's that playful thing. So where it's just like, like I'm gonna get off. I don't care if you get off. Like, and sure. it doesn't it doesn't even matter to me. But I'm gonna get off, right? And so then that can just play. You have to. It depends on your partner, mm-hmm. you know. But that can that just, makes sense. Yeah, that may. Yeah, no, I I do not do that. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of that, let's talk mm-hmm. about like because you and I do like humiliation play so much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's chat about that for a minute, a little bit, because again, I think that is. I feel like the theme that we're doing here is that things that sound bad, but are good and kind and yeah. hot. We've done the right way. And I think that's what we're maybe trying to share. So like with mm-hmm. humiliation play, you know, my, my story for 
I've spoken about this in the past, but for people who maybe haven't heard it, it's like, I used to think like I could never do humiliation play. I could never, like, why would I just tear somebody down? I would be an asshole. I wouldn't want to live with myself like that. And then I got to a point where I realized like, I don't understand something about it. You know, that there's with BDSM, there's like something positive to all the stuff that we do. And so we don't always understand it, you know, but we, but when, you have that drive to do something, you know, that drive, your body, your mind is pushing you to do something beneficial, you know, to get something good out of it. And so I realized like, okay, well, people who like humiliation play, there's got to be something positive they're getting out of it. And, and then I think soon after that is when I met Brandy. And so we started chatting yeah. about humiliation play because i don't know if you had done you maybe did some before me or something uh, yeah i had done some yeah at that point i think when we met if someone were to ask like what my top three things were humiliation was one of the top three okay and i yeah. think i think you were the first person that i really uh experimented with with it okay mm -hmm. so so if i am um uh, a little bit perverted right now, everybody. It's it's Brandy's fault. We'll it's just... all my fault. Take full credit. <laughs> Thank you. But with so with the humiliation play, what I've found personally, okay, so much of it is like like what is humiliating? Well, that's going to depend on like from person to person, you know. And so much of it is like a la is giving the person permission to, you know, do something that that they maybe usually the stuff is like there's nothing wrong with it. So I'm going to use an example of like you know a man dressing in women's clothes, right? So some people are totally comfortable with that. Other people know like that would be humiliating, right? So it sort of depends on, but is there anything wrong with it? No, you know, so they might know that, but it's like you'd have that cultural thing, like, no, you're not supposed to do this. And all of a sudden it's like, that's the thing that is triggering for that person. So when you're doing these things, a lot of times you're almost just giving the person permission to, to do this with you. You know, you're creating mm -hmm. a space, you're, not keeping secrets exactly, but you could be, you know, and, and so mm -hmm. that all that is what feels really good, nice. And again, it's intimate to do that, to share that with this, this other person. So I think that's where the humiliation play to me has that really positive benefit. But what, what, what do you think, Brandy? How would you describe it? I think the way you described it was, was good. And what I mean is I, on the surface, I think humiliation play can seem, like, um, you know, someone being half-hearted about it and being like, oh, you're like a dirty, dirty girl. That's not, it's it's deeper than that or it can be and it can be more significant than, than those type of things and really finding what each person desires when they're in that space. Mm -hmm. But it more speaks to if you can create a safe and comfortable space for to enable that to happen, then that's powerful. Yeah, um, that a, a person would feel comfortable doing that with you or trying that with you yeah. because it can be it's a it's a it can be a space for people that can be heavy um, and you have to trust that each each participant's going to communicate openly if, if something gets pushed a little too far um, and they can communicate what they enjoy. So I think it 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 belongs in the taboo play category um, for a reason. But it can be so fun if you find what works for you in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. And and I think what I like about it too, like is it is intimate and it is connecting. And just as you said, you have to create 
that safe space, you know, and, and it is, there's risk involved in sharing that, but I think that's what is so nice and so meaningful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it's really enjoyable. I agree with everything you, how you describe it. I think on the surface, it cannot just be perceived as a bit superficial and it's, it doesn't have to be that way necessarily. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give a, a tip or maybe a technique for anybody who wants to, you know, play around with this. Okay. Which is, uh, let's, let's, it, you could be like, uh, let's talk, let's talk about like somebody's being a slut. You're going to call somebody a slut, right? And we'll say that's bad. You know, that's, that's part of the humiliation is calling them a slut, but you can mix that with something positive, right? So if you're not sure, especially if you're going to say something and it's like the first time and you're not sure how the person's going to react, then maybe do this where you're putting in the good and the bad, right? So it's, it could be like, Brandy, you are such a slut. Like, I love it. It's so hot. You know, you're, oh, you're mm-hmm. saying the, the bad, negative, dirty word, you know, kind of thing, but then you're mixing it with like, I, I think that's hot. You know, like, I'm, yeah, you're reinforcing that you, mm-hmm. you find it as a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same yeah. thing you could play. I could be like, Brandy, I really want you to do this. It's going to be so, you know, whatever, dirty or perverted or whatever, but I really want you to do it. Like it's going to turn me on, you know, that's like a way of encouraging somebody to, you know, to do something, but you're kind of, you're giving them permission, you know, to be, mm-hmm. you know, to take that chance and be vulnerable with them and, and you're encouraging them. And, and then that ends up, that can feel so good to have that encouragement. Um, so that's, that's a, a easy technique. Just combine sort of the good and the bad in there. That's and, a great tip. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's hot, I think. Mm-hmm. And you can even kind of, if you, if you need to fill them out a little bit more, you can say, um, you know, I want you to be my dirty slut. Like you can start out with telling them the intention and what you want from them and then check in and be like, do you feel like you're slutty enough yet? Have, you know, like <laughs> it, it kind of feed it along and then be like, no, I don't think I do. I don't think if you're like, then you, if you don't even think you're a slut, then you are a slut. Like, it's just, you can feed into it in all kinds of different ways and make it fun by while also checking in without saying time out, let's mm-hmm. check in and see where you're at right now mm-hmm. and taking them out of the headspace. Some. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts since we've talked about like humiliation play and a little bit of like manipulation or lying, but you know, where it's okay mm-hmm. if it's a game and it's playful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what, what are you, what is your feeling? What would you want those who are listening to kind of understand from, I guess, our discussion? So I, I the, my immediate response is to say that I, I, everyone should allow themselves a lot of grace Grace is an odd word to use, so you might have to edit out, that out. But a lot of f- maybe flexibility and willingness to try to find what works for you. I certainly, when I dipped my toes into humiliation, did not have all positive scenes. Some I was like, oh, my God, you really feel that way about me? Like, you have to find what works for you. Um and then find someone that can meet you on that level or work to meet you there and, and that you balance each other out well. Um, and so it's it might not initially from the beginning be a stellar experience because it's something new, just like anything else. And you got to figure out what you, you like about it specifically. And 
then I would say I would end by saying that humiliation is, has all different styles and techniques and, and appearances to it and be open to that. I, when I started doing humiliation, I certainly didn't think I would end up where I am now, especially didn't know I would like it as much. Um, and be called half the things I enjoy being called. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's growing. Learning. Yeah. yeah. What about you? So I think for me, I'm glad we talked about, you know, these kind of topics. I think what I would want listeners to maybe keep in mind, okay, is that this is stuff that we, that is usable when you're flirting when you are in bed, you know, whether you're playing or whether you're just, just in general, anytime you're kind of flirting, okay, is that there is this, so my style often is kind of playful, you know, that's just what I do. Not everybody is going to have sort of a playful style, but, but I listen, think, everyone hold out. He will let you come eventually. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, and you and I are sort of on different sides of, our identities, I guess, like for, you know, dominant, submissive, you know, I, I'm going to be on the, the the top, you're going to be the bottom, I'm going to be the dominant, you're going to be the submissive, it's, we're going to be playing to those roles, okay? But I tend to think of like this playful kind of thing as something that I do. I do it whether it is like upfront with like meeting somebody, um, not as much of it maybe in the very beginning, because again, I think so much like I don't know them as well. And so I don't, you know, I can't just roll into something that, I have to like earn the person's trust. They have to understand that foundational aspect of like who I am before I can kind of maybe get into some of these, these other aspects. But I think the, the, you know, playing with like humiliation or in some respects, I'm going to say manipulation and lies, all those things are kind of considered bad, but I think there's like a kind of a good way to do it. And I think what I would want to say for, for those listening is like you, the trick maybe is to like, not always be so um if you're out on a date with somebody like i've got to do everything the right way you know and i've not supposed to talk about these certain subjects you know because these are too touchy or a lot of times like those are the sub those are the subjects that like actually have the most meaning that other people are not talking about right so if you go into this thing and can do it in that sort of safe way you can have a really cool conversation that really makes you kind of stand out you know and Mm so i feel like the humiliation thing is a good example of that. Like most people are not going to do humiliation play. Okay. Most people are not going to understand it. They're not going to understand the nice side of it. But if you're having a conversation with somebody like on the last episode with Kim Holden on intimacy, it's like, if you can like create that safe environment where the person can tell you, share something about themselves that is sensitive, you know, then that Mm -hmm. really is fun and connecting and it gives you some, some meaning. It's really the same thing when we're doing humiliation play, or if I'm lying to you, Brandy, about like, I'm going to let you come, but then I mean, and I don't, you know, I feel like it's all kind of around that same thing of like understanding who that person is and then sort of playing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah. I also think being a a top slash dominant in in those situations is so much more work than being the, the bottom slash submissive. It you it, so it I just think it is from my standpoint it's just fun and um yeah and you I, earn it you earn you earn the orgasm <laughs> from me 
Ethical Seduction would like to hear from you. Everybody's got their own like little tips and tricks that they do that really kind of help deepen connections with either flirting or interacting with other people. And we would really like to hear from different listeners. So if you have something that is on your mind that you think would really benefit others, go to ethicalseduction.com and leave us a message. There's a box where you can just click on the button and leave us a voicemail. And if, if we can, we'll be happy to use your suggestion on the air. Also, for a limited time, I'm setting up free attraction Kickstarter sessions. These will be free 45-minute sessions where we'll have time to chat about any sticking points that you might be currently experiencing. But also, I want to be able to help get you started developing your own attraction plan. And this will include us figuring out like what your most attractive traits are so that you will know why people value you and what you can use to really connect with people that you're interested in. So why am I offering to spend this much time with individuals for free? So one, it's going to let me connect with you as an individual, and I'll be able to help you right then and there. But also, I think I'm just going to get a lot of valuable feedback from talking with people, and I'm going to learn a lot, and it's going to help teach me, like, what is it that you're working on, and what is it that you need? And that's going to help, in turn, make the podcast be more beneficial to you. So I feel like everybody wins from the time that we spend by doing this. So. If you're interested in chatting, just please go to ethicalseduction.com and you can sign up for the free attraction Kickstarter call today. Thanks. And the last free thing that I have also out there for people to use is the guide for connecting conversations. This is a free PDF I've put together. Some people didn't know what to say. They'd run out of things to say, right? And this is a guide to conversations so the conversations can flow better and so you always know something fun and interesting to say. And in addition, there's some tips. If you maybe deal with like some anxiety and you're not the best with conversations, there's some tips in there to kind of help you make that a little bit easier for you as well. So if you'd like that, the free guide for connecting conversations, again, you can just download that right from ethicalseduction.com. If you like today's show, please remember to follow us so you can get future episodes on your podcast player of choice. And if you have friends who might benefit from the material that we share here, like just consider sending them a link to the episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you'd be so kind as to take a minute to give us a rating or review, that helps the show, but it also gives us feedback again to where we can make a better show for you in the future. And if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, FetLife, and Reddit as Ethical Seduction. So... Thank you, everybody, and remember to live the life that you want with the people that you want. Thanks. Bye.